0: This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's community access radio station Plains FM 96.9 and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air.
1: It's now time for Women on the Waves, a show focusing on issues affecting women, here on Christchurch's community access station Plains FM.
2: I'm Rachel Hazelden, and today on Women's Lives, Women's Stories, I'm speaking to the Honourable Poto Williams, Labor Member of Parliament for Christchurch East. I made the connection with Poto after meeting her colleague at the screening of the film Vi for the Aviva fundraiser. Aviva supports families to live violence free. Poto is New Zealand's first female Cook Island MP. Kia ora Kia Thank you, Rachel. Thank you for having me. Lovely to have you here. When I was reading about the work you've done and the fabulous leadership you provide, I was interested in asking what are the challenges that you think women face in leadership? Ah, oh, I know that's a big that's question. A big question.
0: There, and there are many, um, you know, what can I say that's really useful for women who either find themselves in positions of leadership uh, looking for support or for women who are aspiring to be leaders. Mm. Um, I think, uh, I, for me, um, the, the issues that we face are around credibility um, and confidence. And I think they kind of go hand in hand. If we're confident about ourselves and the work that we do and what we want to achieve, we can build a level of credibility which then... Um, continues the continues the cycle. But it's actually having that confidence in the first place, knowing that what we're doing is the right thing to be doing. We often kind of know that internally, mm. but we sometimes need some external kind of support to do that. So having a good posse of people around you. Um, self-belief is really important, but people, sounding from people that you trust that you are doing the right thing is also important. So it, that adds to building the confidence, I think. Um, but also knowing that sometimes you'll be on your own um, and you have to be strong within yourself. Um, these are all things that will be speaking loudly to many women that they will recognise in other women.
2: They may not recognise them in themselves. Mm. Um, so, And talking about that, having that posse around you, yeah. and I love that idea, how did that form for you over time? That you felt ready to go into politics
0: uh, well, it usually starts with the women who are in your immediate circle, and whether that 's your family or your friends. For me, it started with my mother as the role model. Um, I lost my mother um, you know fairly early on as a, as a I was twenty six when I lost my mother, but her influence remains with me, um, but I have um, an amazing sister who lives in Melbourne unfortunately, but we we connected who is always the cheerleader. Um, always the one that says how amazing you are and you 're doing a great job and you need those people. Mm. I also have you know my daughter who's um twenty seven who's a huge supporter and, and um, is also kind of the person that does the stuff behind the scenes um so they often start with your family um but I also have a couple of really great friends, people who I admire who i uh, sound ideas with, you know, hey, does this sound as crazy as I think it sounds or do you think it could possibly work? And they're the ones that will love you unconditionally. Mm. Um, and I don't have a great circle, big circle of friends and I think a lot of women will say that there are that one or two or three or four people who are the ones that they absolutely trust with mm. um, with, their, with their... So when you find them, you know, make sure you... They're gold. Yeah, absolutely, mm. yeah.
2: Mm. We're going to hang on to them. Absolutely. Uh, and I'm so aware with politics. Is um, no, I'm about to say with politics. Excuse me, I'm croaky. Not just politics, but uh, women get so much uh, vicious attacks mm. verbally online. Uh, how to how how do you find you find that place of inner confidence? Mm. Mm. in the face of that?
0: That's a really, really important question, not just for uh, people who are in prominent positions, but for everybody, because we can all be targeted in some way. And it's a dreadful thing. And I remember my nephew, when I was first an MP, I think I was even only a candidate, calling me and saying how upset he was at some of the comments that were being made online on behalf of me. And that that gave me a... um, I thought about that a lot, um, because the last thing I would want is for my family members to be impacted by the work that I was doing. but I also for me, I put it in context because those people don't know who I am mm. um and they are making um these judgments from you know from behind the keyboard. Um, they're not the type of people that will actually come to a public meeting and inform themselves. Mm. So I came to a place of understanding what their motivation is um, and they're looking for people to kind of climb on their bandwagon. Um, so, you know, I, I look at it. Sometimes I, I get a bit like, oh, that's so sad and it does uh, it does impact me and hurt hurt a little bit. But mostly it's like, I know who I am. I know my strength. I've got people around me who I trust who are telling me that you know, stay strong. Um, as, and I tell my family, just don't read the blogs. Just don't, don't, don't go there because mm. that is not who we are. You have to take a, you have to take that attitude, and it's not easy. But as long as you feel grounded within yourself and you've got good support, you can get through that stuff. But you can understand how some people find it hugely distressing and it can cause them to stop doing their work or to disengage from the things that they should be doing. Um, and, you know, I have uh, advice for people who are feeling like that because there will be a lot of people who are, who have put themselves out, say, in the local um, community board elections coming up and might be getting a little bit of this um, coming back to wash Backlash. over them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that, um, you know, if you are feeling... A distress that you should actually reach out to people. There's lots of great free counselling, but but go, you know, perhaps make contact with your doctor and just ask about who you could talk to. Because I think it's really important that you put this in the right place. That you understand that it's not about you, but you need to talk to someone about that and get some good um, um, advice about. The process that gets you to that place, you know, mm. so it might be some um, some CBT techniques or something like that that will help you just mm. put that into perspective mm. yeah
2: it 's good advice, and I love that you 're naming it um, you 're looking at all aspects uh, and addressing mental health and when I was reading your Facebook feed, there was some point I think it was around maybe changing your office or something. Mm. And and I love that you named. Look, there's been this feedback, and there's been things said that are not true, and uh, that's a form of bullying. Mm. And it was like, oh, oh, yes, yes, it mm. is.
0: Mm. Yeah, um, I, and. For me, I mean that—that that is not just about me, but that's about the team of people that work in my office as well, and that's yeah. hugely disrespectful yeah. to them. Yeah. So you do have to sometimes stand up yeah. and say that's just not right. You mm. know, you can't—you can't be saying this about about people who do great service in the community mm. um, and who don't deserve this. So
2: I hear it as setting healthy boundaries. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. And acknowledging your Cook Island ethnicity, do you think there are, and I'm obviously not talking for all Pacific women, but are there unique things that you've seen um, that affect uh, Pacific women in New Zealand?
0: Well, you know, we don't do so well in terms of the statistics. Um, So we probably have one or two more extra... um, uh, hurdles to uh, get over in order to achieve some of the things that um uh, some of our other um, fabulous wahine have to do, have to do um, you know we are much more open about naming issues of of race and racism um we are much more open these days about talking about issues of um you know violence within our families um, we're much more open about talking about the impact of faith and a lot of Pacific women have got strong faith um, connections and some of these things sometimes uh, aren't helpful. Um, attitudes that people have within our communities aren't always helpful for us to become leaders and it takes um, a little bit of extra work. You know, you have to get the right kind of people on, on your side and, and saying um, the things that you need to support you. So, um, uh So, yes, it can be. However, um, there is a lot of advantage um, as well once you do have people on board. You know, if you've got, you know, I've been a strong advocate for in the Pacific space around family violence about encouraging men to be real champions on this. Mm -hmm. Um, And they may not be people who use um, harm in their own families, but they are the ones that can be saying to either to other men, you know, Clean up your act, or be saying, hey, these women are doing a great job, we need to get behind them and support them. So, every time we have a a Pacific woman who takes a stand on something or leads on something, we all need to get in behind her and support her to do that. Um, And, uh, you know, we need to encourage our our male counterparts to be supporting that kind of stuff as well. and that's the only way we're going to change the statistics. Mm-hmm. You know, the income, the uh, education. Men the, and women we've have got yeah, to do it together. We've got, yep. to, we've got to do it collectively in the Pacific context because we are a collectivist um, society. That's the way we operate. Uh, but women do have specific roles within that society. It's increasingly changing and we are becoming uh, known for leading in ways that, that men can, you know, we're surpassing men in so many ways. Um, but we do have to continue to own the collectivism, which is really what has um, allowed us to develop and grow as a as a culture and as a community. So I hope mm. that makes sense. Mm.
2: Yeah, completely makes sense. And it reminds me, I loved reading about you're involved with the Pacific Women's Commonwealth Parliamentary Association and doing mentoring of female pers- uh, of. Female Pacific region parliamentarians, yep. and that just sounded like a really exciting project. And I loved how creative it was. Yeah, uh, you really didn't like. Let's let's just put aside the model of mentoring and let's yeah. make a, a new model.
0: Yeah, yeah, it, it, it is. It's a really exciting piece of work. I mean, the statistics for the Pacific are grim. If you take New Zealand out of the numbers, the Pacific is the low, has the lowest representation of women anywhere in the world. Mm. Africa surpasses us, you know, um, and that's not great for for the Pacific region, you know, and we are a region that, that, you know, wants to promote women. So what we do is we match um, MPs from the Pacific with New Zealand um, members of parliament, and they form a relationship. It can be hugely isolating if you're the only woman or you've got a small group of women in a a parliament dominated by men, and you don't want to be seen to be... um, not knowing your job. So you're not going to want to be asking them, how do I do things? So having somebody that you can trust, that you can either email or get on the phone to and say, hey, how do I do the select committee thing? How do I ask a question? What do I do when I want to present a bill? That's kind of, that's where it came from. But it's become so much more than that, that, you know, you've got a a relationship with someone, you've got someone that... um, You can ask a whole lot of, you can ring up and say, oh my God, I've just had this really dreadful day. You know, can we talk about it? Or you've got someone to just be your mate, you know. It's It's just really cool. We spent a little bit of time when we first started matching the MPs together um, and we brought them a a team of women out here. um, And that was the funnest thing we did because we had within the programme a few hours of kind of free time to, for these women to go and bond with each other, so you went with the person who you were matched with, and you went, you bonded. For some, it was doing something really formal, and they sat in an office and kind of wrote some stuff. Uh, for some, they went and had their nails done together. For another, they went shopping mm. and got lost on the train. <laughs> train. You know, just h- however it is that your relationship is going to form, you you go go off and do that. It was just an extraordinary thing, and those relationships have endured. And some of the women have gone to their mentee's home place and worked with them, and it's it's become a lot more. We we now support candidates. We you know we do. Um, we look at uh, environments about supporting women to become clerks of the House, for example. You know, mm. not just mm. MPs, but mm. create the environment that's going to be um, yeah friendly for women to participate. Um,
2: we need to take that long-term vision, don't we? If we want a greater diversity of MPs, um, there's going to be younger people or people who haven't yeah. had that experience or people who've come from it uh, outside of politics, like your background of community work. Yeah. I mean there's an overlap but it's it's not a traditional um politics role and so people are going to need to ask those questions. Yeah. How do you do this and what do you do this and and then the beautiful nature of diversity is then people do things differently
0: they do yeah can I just say a little something on that Um, what we've found too is that looking for those opportunities where leadership already exists that's a good translation into um, leadership and politics and one of the ideas that we have been working on for a while is um, sports leadership so Uh, a sports woman is seen uh, has a profile and is seen in in a particular light in a mad uh, in a sports mad region like the Pacific Um, and we have done you know a few we're testing some models about how we can support women who are leaders in sport love that idea they they already have you know like they kind of a long way through the journey anyway Um, and there's a level of equality in terms of how they're viewed in their communities Mm. so that's one that's one way of encouraging more women into leadership. There will be other beautiful. other things, but yeah beautiful
2: yeah, what surprised you most about being an m p um
0: what surprised me uh, I think you know it I have to say it's an absolute privilege, and I get to um meet a lot of people, engage with a lot of people, and I get to help a lot of people, which um is really cool. I think what surprised me is how many doors can open when you are a Member of Parliament. Even if you're in opposition, you have access to people that you didn't. Um, uh, And I've worked in the community a long time and I've hit my head against brick walls many, many times. And now I have phone numbers that I can call and encourage people to behave differently and encourage pathways of, you know, access to support that I couldn't have done before. And I think that's really powerful. Interesting. Yeah, I think that's really powerful. It's it's um the ability to connect and build relationships that can do so much more for your community has been extraordinary, I think. Um on the downside though, I'm actually quite a private person, um and um that loss of um kind of anonymity mm. um is a little sometimes a little uh, challenging and I often my daughter just hates it when I say this, but I often joke that you know her and I used to go down to the supermarket in our pajamas and our ugg boots, and we can't do that anymore. No. You know, yeah. So um, it's it's that kind of yeah that yeah that sense that you are you're in the public eye. Yeah, you, you you'll be judged and assessed. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, mm, mm. you have just have to own it. Mm, yeah. mm. What do you like most about being a woman? Um, I like it that I'm a mum and a, um, and a grandmum. I like it that um, we have a softness and a beauty about us um, that uh, gives us the ability to um, reach out to people in a very special way. Um, I like that uh, we have a huge ability to love and to care. Um, I love that we can do our hair and put on lipstick and look Gorgeous, you know, and I love that actually there are some times when we can be really vulnerable, and that's um, that has power within itself, and mm. that just I guess completes it is at the fullness of women that their vulnerability is um, uh, an important part of who they are.
2: Mm. Mm. That resonates with me. I, at some point, and I think I was probably influenced by Brene Brown. Uh, wonderful American social work uh, professor who did research about vulnerability and shame, mm. and that actually got to a point that I recognised my vulnerability is my strength. Yeah, it opens up access to other things in the world. Yeah, when I can name it and yeah. not be shamed of it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, your your understanding is so much more. Um, complete when you are able to um, tap into that. And it's it's a hugely powerful thing, but it's also very scary, isn't
2: mm, it? Mm. Just, so certainly in my 20s yeah. and 30s, it would be something I was trying to cover, like I wanted to present, like yeah. I was, had it together. Yeah, yeah. My son-in-law um, is,
0: a, is a very wise man, um, but he said to me once, it's quite good to know that somebody who's got their shit together also doesn't have their shit together. Mm. He finds it because he says that otherwise we could be... Present is quite intimidating. It's good to know that you're human. You know,
2: absolutely, mm. absolutely. And I think, I guess, what I'm, I'm feeling with what I see women in politics and Jacinda doing as our prime minister, uh, naming kindness as a value mm. on an international stage. Let's do things differently. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay to be kind. Yeah and you know, I don't have to do cutthroat.
0: Yeah. Oh and don't you see it reflected in a whole lot of changes that are happening um well actually maybe maybe not a whole lot of changes. I want to rephrase it. I think we we were, we are always kind and think we we just hadn't had the ability to celebrate it in the way that we can now, you know. We mm. are a cool, it's a cool place to live. We're cool people. Mm. We actually do love each other. Um, we might have some quirky ways of showing that, but, mm. you know, we're it's a cool place to be. We are um, nice, good, decent, respectful mm. um, people and, um, you know, a little quirky and odd but um, celebrating that is great and being you know saying well let's be kind actually we're giving ourselves permission to be who we are Mm. I think Mm. and the things that happen to us you know and there have been some pretty major things that have happened to us in recent times have just demonstrated that actually when the when the um, when it becomes really hard, we actually go back to our basics, we're collective, we work together, we look out for each other, you know we can rely on each other, and that's really, really important that's, mm. that's fabulous. Mm. I don't know that people in other parts of the world could actually rely on that happening
2: to the same extent that we can. Mm-hmm. I know my first one of my first reactions with the mosque shootings in Christchurch was wanting to leave like I just want to get out of Christchurch I want to leave but it was actually the responses and the way the community dealt with it that I thought well where else where else you know I've lived I lived in other places in the world and uh, there was many gatherings but the formal one with the Prime Minister where um, local iwi led uh, the, and facilitated and it was collaboration between New Zealanders um, and the Muslim community and the collaboration. I just thought, this is why I want to stay.
0: Mm. Yeah, it was amazing in many, many ways. I used to go to the cordon outside the Linwood Mosque um, at the end of the day, and um, just kind of stand there and talk to people and just see, look at the uh, messages and, you know, just kind of hang out for a bit and say hello to the police and, you know. Mm. Um, uh, and, you know, I, had, I would stand next to people who were openly weeping, um, saying, you know, I hadn't expected this in my city and I feel very sad for my city and it, I feel, you know, Really hurtful, but just wanting to be with other people to share that—that's mm. um, that, that, you know that's really vulnerable. But mm. it's also th- that's where they found their peace yeah. in a place that had so much um, you know horror and tragedy happen. Um, and I you know that's where I've come to recognize just um, just as a society how how forgiving and how. You know, loving and caring we are, we, we can create spaces where people can go and cry, mm, you know, mm. oh, it's just, it's extraordinary. And children can experience it and, you know, we yeah. can reach out and, yeah. you know, we can recognise that we don't always do things, you know, mm-hmm. the best way, but there, you know, those times we will find somebody who, who can, you know, help us through that. I'm um, just, Yeah. That, that was a, a very special time, I think, in our city's um, life. And goodness, it was six months ago. It seems, in some ways, it seems like years and years ago. In some ways, it seems like yesterday, doesn't mm-hmm. it? Mm. One of those extraordinary things. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, leadership, um, you know, I think our Prime Minister did an exemplary, extraordinary job. Mm. But I think, actually, we all did pretty mm. pretty mm. good. Mm. One or two of us, perhaps not so good. But mostly, didn't yeah. we? Yeah. We did a pretty
2: good job. Absolutely. Thank you for coming in. You're welcome. I always love my guests to finish with a song if we can. Yes. Um, what have you chosen for today? I've
0: chosen a Aradna and um, it's Wake Up. Um, there's something about this woman that is really powerful. I saw her at the Aranui Festival, um, a firm uh, in December, but I have a lot of her albums. And this one is just about joy, just about connection Um, it's just a beautiful song Mm. thank you so much you're welcome thank you for having me